The following program is sponsored by the Jelinski Advisory Group, which is solely responsible for its content. Josh Jelinski is the president of Wealth Quarterback, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm located in New Jersey. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm or its representatives by securities regulators, nor is it an indication that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Investment advisory services may only be provided to clients in jurisdictions in which the firm and its representatives are appropriately registered or exempt from registration. You should not assume that any discussion or information contained in this broadcast serves as the receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product, or any non-investment related content made reference to directly or indirectly in this broadcast will be profitable. Equal any corresponding indicated historical performance level or levels be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation or prove successful. Fast performance is not indicative of future result. Investment advisory services offered through Wealth Quarterback LLC. Tired of losing money in the stock market roller coaster? Frustrated with the government taxing you into oblivion? Worried about inflation? How do you prepare for so many financial uncertainties? Welcome to the show that will help you develop your game plan. The Financial Quarterback with Josh Jelinski. Josh is a noted financial advisor and president of the Jelinski Advisory Group. And he's here to answer your questions. Call into the show at 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. Now let's kick off your financial future. Here's Josh Jelinski. Hi, everybody. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. And on today's episode of the financial quarterback, we're talking about Social Security's COLA, which stands for cost of living adjustment and what that means for you and balancing early Social Security claiming strategies versus late Social Security claiming strategies. And will an unplanned or forced early retirement catch you off guard. Maybe your boss is pushing you out at 55 and you want to know, can I retire earlier than I thought? Maybe you have a disability. Maybe you just don't feel right with work anymore. Want to retire earlier? We'll talk to you about not letting an unplanned early retirement catch you off guard and tax benefits and implications of the Roth IRA conversion and retirement savings in the eye of the financial vortex. This and more on Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. So first off, Social Security's 2024 COLA is shaping up to be a double-edged sword for retirees. According to Fool.com, the upcoming COLA, whoa, for Social Security in 2024 for seems promising. Projections are ranging, ranging from 3% to 3.2%. However, it's a double-edged sword for retirees. While the increase sounds beneficial, there are concerns that it might not accurately reflect the inflation seniors face, especially with the CPI-UWE-CW, also known as the Consumer Price Index for urban wage earners and clerical workers. I always 
found uh, the CPI dubious. Till I had two clients who worked for the department uh, of the government that's in charge of the consumer price index. And these two people were dutiful, ethical people. And they explained to me, hey, it's a legit formula. So I'll trust them. I'll take them at their word. I'll say the government doesn't manipulate the CPI, U or W. Moreover, potential hikes in Medicare premiums, especially for Part B coverage, could offset the benefits of this COLA for many retirees. So basically, COLAs for Social Security are reliant on something that the government calculates called the CPIW, which range from 3% to three and a quarter estimates. The Social Security Administration will announce the COLA on October the 12th. Current estimates suggest an increase ranging from 3% to 3.2%. COLA is calculated using this consumer price index for urban wage earners and clerical workers, and it's based on the spending patterns of working age Americans which may not align with senior spending habits. The 3.2% COLA might not effectively counteract the inflation seniors face, especially in sectors like housing. The inflation rate for shelter remains high, and a 3.2% COLA might not be sufficient to offset this trend. I was talking to somebody who's 79 today. She said, Josh, I'm paying five grand a month for rent. Imagine that, five grand a month. There is a potential increase in Medicare B premiums starting in 2024. So this is kind of a ruse the government does. They give you a raise on your COLA, but then they take it away because then they jack your Medicare Part B premium. The Medicare trustees report predicts a nearly $10 per month increase in Part B premiums. New and expensive drug approvals such as Legembi could further escalate these premiums. These premium hikes might negate the benefits of COLA for many low-earning beneficiaries. In conclusion, while the 2024 COLA for Social Security appears to be beneficial on the surface, underlying factors like the CPIW inadequacy and the potential for Medicare premium hikes could diminish its positive impact on retirees. It's essential to consider these nuances when evaluating the real benefits of the COLA. I mean, this is how dumb our government is. Let's spend money like drunken sailors during COVID. Let's create an inflationary storm. And inflation is far more than the CPIW formula. It's that bag of chips that used to take up the whole bag that now takes up one fifth of the bag. It's that gallon of ice cream that's now a pint. It's that, I remember like a half gallon used to be a real half gallon of ice cream. Now it's like not a half a gallon anymore. So here's the point. They're all screwing you. Big government can't save you and won't. Here's why. It's like we are Rome and Nero is fiddling while Rome is burning. One of the things with the Roman empire that I found shocking, I was a student, I took a whole course on the history of Rome. In fact, there's this Instagram uh, 
meme or TikTok thing where you get you have to ask your spouse or a significant other how much do they think about the Roman Empire? Did you ever care study anybody study the Roman Empire? Jim, you're Italian. You don't look back to the days of wearing a toga and I having the TV show Rome. Yeah, I. I they canceled it. Yeah, I saw a toga on Animal House. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> toga. Okay. Well, anybody here? So out of. Okay, so we have a poll of how many men? Four men. I'm the only one who thinks a lot about the Roman Empire. Is that true? Yeah. I'm, so play. one out of four men, maybe, think high, heavily about the Roman Empire. I was a history. Um, I studied a lot of history, took a whole course in the Roman Empire. But here's the thing. What did they have to do as the Roman Republic was falling to keep people? Uh, it was like the opiate of the masses. They did the Colosseum rituals. They did the athletic games. They did the gladi gladiatorial feasts and games in the Colosseums, similar to how our culture idolizes and idealizes sports. I mean, I, I saw something the other day that the average loser spends more time watching football on a Sunday. You may want to edit this out so I don't piss off half of the listeners, <laughs> Josh. But the whole idea was, it was my friend who loves football. I mean, the guy played football. I like football, so I'm not, you know, demonizing watching it. But the whole idea was, if every man in America or woman in America who was obsessed with surfing, with, uh, well, in our family, it's surfing, and on Sunday, it's football. If they took that extra day and instead of working five days a week and taking two days off, but working six days a week and taking one day off, they would infinitely make more, do better at their profession. And what is the, it was an interesting post. It was my buddy Ron, who listens to this show. This guy posts like incessantly. I don't know. He he might have taken it back because he was offending people. Where is he? Anyway, the, the idea was that people complain about what they make, but then they spend the whole day worshiping at the altar of football. But why does the government, even think about this, why does the government have a incentive to give money to rich billionaires generally rich white billionaires to kind of play on the class warfare thing, but they give money to rich white billionaires who buy athletic teams. They subsidize the stadiums with our tax dollars. What is the government's interest? Do we really generate enough tax revenue? I mean, the idea, the idea is that having a sports stadium generates enough sales tax revenue so that it becomes a net positive for a region in the state that you live in. I've not found that. I mean, there might be some urban renaissance in particular pockets around SoFi Stadium in LA, but I've heard from various people, you know, it still doesn't make, you know, maybe the block directly around it is better, but you go a couple more blocks, you don't want to be in that part of town or something like that. And I'm not, speaking directly of knowledge. Am I right there with SoFi Stadium, that beautiful 
City Mall. Yeah. Downtown, everything surrounding that is not great. You don't mm-hmm. want to hang out there. But the idea was they built this $4 billion stadium so that it would create this urban renewal. It just doesn't happen. It, yeah. I remember going to Baltimore, Camden Yards. It's nice. It's beautiful. The Inner Harbor is amazing. Baltimore Aquarium. But, you know, you go you know, a few blocks out. You really want to be there. So the idea that's sold to us is that it's good for our populace. But I actually think it's something more insidious. I think it's like Rome where they would do these coliseums and gladiatorial games because the government really doesn't want us to know what they're doing with our money. And they don't want us to think that inflation is not caused by us. You didn't, you don't create inflation. You can limit the ravages of inflation on your uh, household by watching what you spend, by being frugal, by not, uh, you know, maybe you get a chicken to offset the ravages of inflation. I did a show the other day. I um, found that one of the biggest expenses of retirees is eggs. Another one was pets. So one way to beat inflation is to not have a pet, not have a cat, not have a dog, be miserable. Maybe you really love your pets. But the government is creating this inflation so that we don't revolt just give you a little bit more bread and circuses. So the Roman Empire, they would give bread, you know, free bread away, and they would have the Roman circus or the gladiator games to distract people from the real thing that the government was screwing people with inflation. And it happened in the Roman Empire. And it's not a Republican, Democrat, blue pill, red pill thing. It is both parties. The last so many years, we've not had balanced budgets. We've spent money like drunken sailors. And here's the thing, you know who's getting screwed? You. Because when you go buy that $5 bag of chips, I don't even want to buy the $5 bag of chips anymore because I open it. It's done in one sitting. It's literally five handfuls. Paying for air. You're paying for air, Jim. (laughs) And, And that's even what they're doing to ice cream. They're adding air now to it. So They call it on TikTok, shrinkflation. Yeah, exactly. That's the name for it, yeah. So shrinkflation is a result of bad policies by the government. So now inflation's a problem. It wasn't a problem until we spent so much money during COVID. But here's the thing. 3.2% inflation adjustment, not really going to help anybody, but it'll make people feel like, yes, government, we'll take a little bit more. Okay. And we digress. The best reason to take Social Security long before age 70. So we're going to give you some ideas. Um, If you're contemplating when to reduce your Social Security benefits, according to Fool.com, it's essential to understand the trade-offs. If you are poor, if you are lower middle class and reliant on that Social Security check to have a retirement, the number one thing you could do is boost your benefits by waiting. Every year you get an 8% bonus. But that might not be the optimal choice for everyone. The decision hinges on the balance between a higher monthly payout and the total amount you might receive as long as you live. We'll talk about this and more. But first, I want you to go to retirenow.info. That's retirenow.info. You get four free gifts. When you schedule and keep your no obligation review by going to my office, 
uh, phone line now, 888-988-JOSH. We do have operators standing by at 888-988-5674. Request our free retirement reality check, 45 minutes with you truly, with yours truly, and you'll get the social security claiming strategy. That is customizable. Maximize my social security. Normally, value. I think you go on the website, maximizemysocialsecurity.com. It'll be normally $40. We'll give it to you for free. And you'll get the retirement reality checkbook for free. That's my Amazon best-selling book. And you get a 45-minute ultimate wealth game plan. I feel like Santa Claus today. I'm giving away so much. So call the phone now, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-JOSH. We'll talk more about how your health and life expectancy may affect Social Security. And we'll be talking about if your retirement plan is derailed, we have some solutions for you. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Hope you head over to retirenow.info, get the four free gifts, and call us at 888-988-JOSH. We're talking about early claiming consequences. The earliest age you can claim Social Security is 62. And there are benefits of waiting. You get an 8% bump each year. But you have to do a calculation to affect that while waiting till 70 may give you a higher monthly benefit, it may reduce your total lifetime income. So you have to calculate not just the monthly benefit, but your lifetime benefit. For example, someone eligible for 2000 a month at 67 would receive 2480 if they waited until 70. However, if they live only until age 76, they'd accumulate less overall than if they began at 62. I would add a little asterisk there. But if your spouse made less than you and is getting less social security, you may want them to get a higher bump. So that might be another benefit of waiting till 70. Your health plays a pivotal role in the decision. It's essential to balance your total lifetime income against a larger monthly payment, especially considering life expectancy. But you might say, Josh, I don't know how long I'm going to live. How the heck am I going to know? Well, I can tell you. It's very easy. There are longevity assessments that you can buy. So longevity programs that will say you have a high likelihood of living till 90 or 84 or 85. You can Google them. You can also call us at 888-988-JOSH, and we will give you a free longevity assessment as done by some of the wealthiest life insurance companies. Who knows better life expectancy, you or an insurance company? Life insurers don't have big buildings in inside, you know, middle New York or LA or Chicago or Indianapolis for no reason. They are masters at calculating human life expectancy. There are whole PhD programs in something called actuarial science, which is to figure out how many people in the pot, who's going to die early, who's going to live a long time. So when it comes to social security, it is not just about monthly paycheck, total benefits over a lifetime, and individual health circumstances play a vital role. Carefully weighing these factors is crucial for an informed decision. And if you want the free longevity assessment, call us now at 888-988-JOSH. That's 
988-5674. According to MarketWatch, retirement plan derailed. Will you be among the 40% who are forced to stop working earlier than expected? You know, I love employees in their 50s and even 60s. They're some of the hardest working people I know. Right, Jim? That's right. They don't make them like they used to. They don't. They do make some people, you know, I have the same work ethic. However, uh, a lot of corporate America doesn't see it that way. You make you you hit a certain age, they want to push you out. They want to replace you with two dumber, less well-qualified, but here's the key, less paid individuals. So many of you might be forced out a little earlier than the old retirement age of 67 or 65 or 70. The average retirement age is 61, and I would say that's due to people being pushed out in their mid-50s. Many aim for a target retirement age of 66. However, unforeseen challenges and financial circumstances are causing a significant portion of Americans to retire earlier than anticipated. We see this with a lot of people. They're overqualified almost for jobs. So people don't want them. Financial advisors stress the importance of adaptability and thorough planning to handle the complexities of such unplanned retirements. We help people all the time reimagine their retirement if they think it's a little bit earlier. We have a whole program called Retire Now and Right Capital, where you can put in your expenses, you can put in your income, and out pops a beautiful rendering of your life, just like you build a house with a blueprint. You would build a financial plan with a blueprint. So according to a study by MarketWatch, unexpected early retirement, 40% According to a survey by Edward Jones for the study, show that 40% of you are forced into early retirement. The average age of this early retirement is 61, which is a little different. Most people want to wait till 65, so they get Medicare kicking in. 97% of financial advisors noted that the retirement had more surprises and challenges than they anticipated. Major financial shocks include cost of living increases, 29%. Financial assistance to family and friends. Maybe you have a kid who has failed to launch out of your home. 26% say they have to give money to their friends and family in what was supposed to be the golden years. Well, the years aren't so golden when your kid's you know, living in your basement. And declining investment values, 26%. But there is an importance of comprehensive planning. Planning for the perfect scenario isn't enough. You must also prepare for contingencies and unexpected events. Michael Burkhan emphasizes the need for multiple plans, plan B, C, to ensure comprehensive financial planning. One of the things we do at our firm, Wealth Quarterback LLC, is we look at your plan. We make your money more efficient, and we have this flight simulator for your money where 
If you were a top level, you know, top gun fighter pilot, what would you do before you go in the cockpit? You would have all these simulations and scenarios. What if a bomb hits you? What if you, you know, get hit by an asteroid? What if you, you know, are, are uh, flying in a storm? You have to simulate these real life occurrences. So not just plan A, plan B, plan C, like this guy says in the article. We literally will show you what happens if the market drops 40% and you have to retire. That happened to a lot of people in 08. They were forced to retire early and then boom, their 401k became a 201k. Are you going to be okay with that? What about inflation? What about all the wealth eroding factors and those variables? And there are steps for those facing unexpected retirement. Number one, take a moment to process the emotional impact. Number two, schedule a meeting with a financial advisor. Number three, review past expenses to understand monthly expenses. You would be amazed how many people I sit with, they don't even know what they spend on stuff. They don't even have a budget and yet they want to retire. And that's okay. Maybe you're doing well where you don't need to budget, but you should know basically what you're going to spend because for the flight simulator for your money to work properly and for you to not get sacked in retirement, you actually have to model out all of these various scenarios and review the spending that you're putting in because spending is your biggest expense. Like, do you want to go on a trip every year or do you not? Also, rebalance investments to match the new retirement status and consider social security strategies, especially the impact or the implications of taking social security early. Some cautionary notes, early social security benefits come with earnings limits affecting decisions to take up part-time jobs. And early withdrawals from retirement accounts can lead to taxes and a 10% penalty for those under 59 and a half. And living below one's means and having a six-month emergency savings plan is crucial for financial stability. And if you think about it, if you're spending 400 grand living paycheck to paycheck, there might be a problem. Now you start building that, you know, nest egg because of a 401k, and it could be whatever your income is, but you have to always plan for what if my income runs out. So if you need an income plan, call my office at 888-988-JOSH and say the word income, and you'll get a 45-minute retirement income analysis. Even if you have enough money and a healthy income, you have to run through the scenarios. You have to be able to call the plays where you could call an audible at any time and change your game for the better. So call us now, 888-988-JOSH, and head over to retirenow.info during the break. Retirenow.info, 888-988-JOSH, and you get the free book, The Retirement Reality Check, when you schedule your 45-minute retirement income review. Tune in to the financial quarterback, Josh Jelinski, this weekend and learn how to protect your financial future in a down economy. 
Josh and his team at the Jelinski Advisory Group can help you lower your taxes and lower your risk in these uncertain times with a 27-point checklist designed to improve your financial health. Whether you're worried about runaway prices, fear of an upcoming recession, or a stock market meltdown, tune in to the financial quarterback and count on Josh Jelinski to call the play. For a free copy of Josh's book, The Retirement Reality Check, call 888-988-5674. That's 888-988-5674. Or visit Jelinski.org. That's J-A-L-I-N-S-K-I.org. And we're back. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Investmentnews.com talks about converting IRAs to a Roth could be a financial gift. Converting a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA offers potential long-term tax advantages and flexibility in retirement planning. While Roth IRAs provide tax-free withdrawals, the conversion process itself can have tax implications. You know, occasionally I meet with listeners who say, yeah, I listened to Ed Slot." And I converted all my money to a Roth. And you know what? I got hit with a big tax bill. Well, duh. That's the whole point of a Roth conversion. You're choosing to pay tax now so you avoid paying tax later. It's essential to understand these nuances. Consider the impact of your financial situation and seek expert advice before making the decision. So first, let's define what a traditional IRA is versus a Roth, because maybe you don't know the difference. In a traditional IRA, you are paying tax on the harvest. So think of it like you're a farmer, you're planting seeds, you get tax-free seeds, but when the harvest blossoms, you're going to have to come back and pay your favorite uncle. In a Roth IRA, or life insurance cash values are taxed similarly, you are paying tax on the seed, and then the growth is tax-free, and you can pull down tax-free, and when you die, it's tax-free. So post-tax contributions, that means you're taxed on the way in, it grows tax-free, and you can pull it out with a tax-free harvest. Now, here's an interesting scenario that when I pose it this way, you might change your mind about what you want to do. If, assuming you were a farmer and you get a knock on your door from your favorite uncle, and Uncle Sam comes to you and says, well, I got a deal for you. You get your choice of two ways to be taxed. One, I'll tax you 20% on the seed when it's little. Or you get to grow that money tax-free for 40 years, 50 years, your seed, you don't get paid any tax. But when you harvest it, you got to harvest it at a certain date, 73 is the minimum age. You know, that's the age that you have to start pulling out money from your marriage. If you need it earlier, you got to pull the money out, pay tax. But the uncle controls the rate at which you will pay tax in the future. So sometimes you'll you'll hear financial advisors say a Roth and a traditional IRA are the same. Assuming tax rates are the same, it actually is the same calculation. But what they don't often say is 
You don't control what tax rate you're going to pay 30 years from now. You don't control what tax rate you'll pay 40 years from now. The government controls that. Who controls the rules on IRAs and Roths? The government. Who's your favorite partner? Uncle Sam. And there's all these people on TikTok and dumb social media now saying, uh, it all matters. Uh, it's all dumb. Uh, the 401k is a horrible place for your money. I, I don't go that far. My thing and the question everybody needs to ask is not whether or not you should do tax deferred. You should be doing tax deferred, traditional IRAs, 401ks, and tax-free Roths with your savings. You want to have tax diversification, but not only about the tax diversification thing, but the big question is, do you have an exit strategy for your IRA, for your 401k? so they don't get clobbered in taxes on the way out. So it's not that they're bad in and of themselves, it's that people do them blindly. Now, there are all these people on Instagram and TikTok pushing against the 401k and saying, hey, you want to do put all your money in life insurance. Now, life insurance can be a valuable tool for tax-deferred growth and tax-free withdrawals up the basis, tax-free loans in excess of basis be a powerful strategy for some of you. But it's not like an either or scenario that one stinks and one's good. Too much financial planning is like that. and It demonizes other perspectives. We don't do that here in the financial quarterback. The only thing I will demonize, I will demonize idiots who say dumb things or people who are imbalanced in their critique of a strategy. So benefits of a Roth conversion, you get to pay taxes at the current rates, potentially avoiding higher future tax rates. As Ed Slot likes to say, taxes are on sale. So you should get them while they're fairly low before we have an AOC tax rate or a Bernie Sanders tax rate. You know, the idea is the political appetite for taxes on the rich is getting higher. So they the soak the rich mentality. You might say, I'm not rich. Well, you will be if you have a half a million in IRA. You'll be considered to have more than the average person. I think the average 401k balance is like 138,000. Depending on which stat you read, it's between 90,000 and about 150. So if you have more than that number, you're considered wealthier. So what are people going to do? They're going to say, tax that guy. He can afford it. Tax that lady. She can afford it. The other benefit of a Roth is you get to do estate planning with a Roth IRA. There is no required minimum distributions, which can be onerous on a traditional IRA, which can offer you flexibility for inheritance planning. Heirs benefit from tax-free withdrawals from inherited Roth IRAs. Heirs do not benefit from tax-free withdrawals for inheriting a 401 or an IRA. Now, when you're considering conversions, you may not want to do it all at once. Conversions can increase your monthly, your yearly income, possibly leading you to a higher tax bracket. So one strategy is called a strategic rollout, where you get to spread the conversions out over years to help manage tax implications. 
And you don't know exactly like um, what the tax rate will be. So just how you might dollar, and you don't know the scenario of the market. Yet some people time their conversions to when the market's lower. And in one dear listener friend, time withdrawals, you know, as the market was going down last year. And, you know, then kind of felt bad that it then went down further a few months after she'd done the conversion. Well, you can't time that perfectly. You can't, you know, the idea is if you look once a year and you feel like, hey, market's down 10% this year, that's a better time to convert generally when the market's up 10%. You can't time that perfectly. So what are some factors to consider before converting an IRA to a Roth? Number one, assess current and future tax rates. Number two, consider the impact of a conversion on Medicare premiums, which could go up if you convert money, and state taxes, because your IRA may be subject to state taxes. Also, you want to see about the availability of funds outside of an IRA to pay the tax bill from the conversion. If you do a Roth conversion, it's best to pay the tax from not the IRA, but from after-tax money. And due to the complexities of what we're talking about, you need to consult with a financial or tax professional and seek professional guidance. While converting to a Roth IRA can offer significant benefits, Understanding the tax implications and other considerations is crucial. Proper planning and expert consultation can help you make an informed decision for your retirement future. And, you know, it's something we'll do as a free courtesy to anybody who calls our office at 888-988-JOSH. I have a free Roth calculator where you get to see the impact of the Roth conversions, the good, the bad, and the ugly and see if it is truly right for you. Up next, investmentnews.com, a financial vortex is threatening undersaved workers. In a 2023 retirement survey, an insights report by Goldman Sachs, it unveils a concerning trend. Even as U.S. workers diligently increase their retirement savings, a menacing financial vortex looms threatening to slash these savings by a staggering 37% in the foreseeable future. This alarming reduction is attributed to a trio of challenges, mounting credit card debt, escalating costs of college education, and the financial obligations of supporting those failure to launch family members. But maybe in all honesty, you're supporting a senior, maybe you're supporting an adult, Maybe you're supporting a child with special needs. It can be tough. So we'll talk more about what you can do amid this financial vortex because it's not merely speculation. There is a threat and it does have magnitude. It is projected to reduce retirement savings by a quantifiable 37% according to the report. We'll talk more about this report and what you can do about it. But first, head over to retirenow.info and you get four free gifts when you schedule and keep your no obligation review, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674. This is Josh Chalinski, the financial quarterback, talking about a financial vortex 
looming for those of you listening. According to the survey by Goldman, credit card debt stands out as a significant factor with many respondents identifying it as a primary challenge that could offset their retirement savings. So you go in, you buy a new house, your mortgage is too high, and then you go into, uh, you, you realize, hey, my house isn't furnished. You know what my wife and I did? We got couches off of dead people. Now that, and that sounds morbid as we come near Halloween, but you can go to consignment shops. You can go to upselling shops, reselling shops, and some of them have really good stuff. Uh, and you go to those in wealthier neighborhoods and look around on eBay, you know, Facebook marketplace, because here's the thing. It's very easy to go 10 or 20 grand in credit card debt when you're going to Raymore and Flanagan. You say, ah, you know, I really feel like a loser on my old mattress. You know what? Do not keep up with the Joneses because that's how you head into this financial vortex. When my wife and I were newly married, had our first house, had a mortgage, I did whatever I could to get my emergency fund savings. So we we had like an old mattress. Everybody was like, Josh, buy a new mattress, you know? Um, I think now I might be skeeved out by that, but um, we got it from my old Sunday school teacher's like late father and got a nice couch. I mean, it wasn't, you know, amazing looking, but it was actually a nice brand. It was Ethan Allen. And the couch is still at our house to this day. I, I can't throw it out. So we've had this couch for 16 years. It has survived seven kids. Um, and I think, you know, when we started to become a little bit more financially astute, get more savings, we bought a couch at Boscov's and uh, it was just like a lazy boy leather couch. And to this day, we still have both of those couches because I, I hate spending money on things that have such rampant inflation. So think about this. Back in the day, you go to a department store. I'm talking 2008, 2007. So we had a couple you know, nickels in our bank account, started to feel good, uh, had saved a sizable amount of money, cash. Uh, maybe it was 07, 06. Really started to succeed financially. We were living on, you know, two to three grand a month. We were living well below our means. Everybody said, oh, you need, you need a new mattress. We waited four years to get that new mattress at Boss Coast. Still have that mattress to this day. I love the bed. Love the mattress. But the mattress before was, was this dead guy's. And he was clean. Everything was clean and pristine. Like, I'm telling you, the couch was like in mint condition, kind of a dated fabric, but man, it's still around to this day. I got a question. We go from, yeah, I want your question in a second. What's your question? He didn't die on the bed, did he? No. Okay. <laughs> there but, you go. But hey, he didn't die in the bed. No, there were no stains on the bed, like blood stains, urine stain. There was nothing. It smelled impeccable. I think he had bought the bed new 
and then was having end of life issues. So he needed one of those like craftmatic beds, oh, the hospital you know, bed. like a hospital bed in the house. I think that's what happened. But I thank God for that dear Sunday school teacher who thought enough of us as a young couple. I mean, to us, that was a big, big cost. But so I think when we finally scrounge up enough money to buy a new like living room set, I want to say they were like a grand. We're looking now. They're like 10 grand. Because we're like, oh, maybe we splurge and buy a restoration hardware. A pot- These things are not cheap, Pottery Barn. So I still recommend reselling, upselling, consignments, because you never know. And then also talk around. You, you might know somebody they just lost a grandparent. Uh, and go to garage sales, go to all these things. You can find another person's trash is another's treasure. So according to the survey, also, by the way, this is my wife's tip. My wife does not like to buy used things. Now, um, she she keeps our old used things. But her theory is, and she is not... Uh, untrue about this. People are now charging more. Okay. They are charging more now for used stuff. It's like used inflation. So here's what you do you go on Facebook Marketplace, you'll look for the thing or eBay that you like. Just lowball everybody 10 bucks, 20 bucks. 50 bucks because you'll never know who's just looking to clean crap out of their house. Cause like we're at that phase of our, of our lives now. We just got too much stuff. Like our kids, we have seven kids. So like their toys are multiplying, you know, their, their stuff. So we're, we're actively now trying to de-stuff our lives. I tell myself, honey, uh, tell my wife, hey, let's not buy them that much for Christmas this year because it's just going to end up in a landfill. Yeah, yeah, good luck. But the point is, go on Facebook Marketplace and lowball everybody. You'd be shocked because some people are really just trying to look, get rid of their crap and they put like ridiculous prices. My wife was saying this, she was saying we could buy that new cheaper than that person selling used. And there is some truth to that, but uh, you can still lowball everybody, get good deals. It's like going to a, a, of a garage sale. I one time took my daughters to their first ever garage sale. They were all excited. We're going to a garage sale. I don't know why that they're really into it. They, were, they want to hunt for bargains and deals. And I go up to this lady, lady's house. First mistake was I went in a nice car. I should not have gone in my nicer car. I should have gone in my basic minivan. That was mistake number one that I, and I told my girls that. Number two was the end of the day. You go to the garage sale at the end of the day. So you go the first part of the day, 9 a.m., you lowball everybody. If the people say no to your lowball offers, what you do 
is you go at the very end and you present them offers and usually they'll bite. This one woman didn't bite that we went to her house. And my girls really wanted, I don't know, some trinket, some porcelain doll, some this, some that. And I taught them a powerful message that day. Very powerful lesson. How to bargain and how to hold your ground, even if you lose the deal. So what I did is I said, I got these sweet, beautiful little girls with me. You won't, you won't give me a break. Like I wasn't actually, I, I had a buy-up number. Like I'm going to, I offered her a dollar. I went up to five bucks for my girls only because my girls were there. I thought the thing was junk, whatever the doll was, whatever the toy was. But my girls, you know, they looked at me in the eye, daddy, can we? And I said, five bucks. Woman said, no, 10. We walked away. My wife, we came home, I was yelling, what are you doing? Why, why, why are you so cheap? Your girls wanted this. I said, I'm going to teach them a more valuable lesson today. They'll remember, we don't even remember what that doll was, what that trinket was, but they remember the lesson. And to this day, my daughter is a really shrewd bargainer at 15. So that will serve her well in life. So we're going to take a final break of the hour. And when we return, we'll talk about more of this financial vortex. All of this to say, one way to get out of the financial vortex is to be frugal and not care what the Joneses think. As we're talking about how to protect yourself from the financial vortex facing many of you, what do you do? Lower credit card debt, credit According to the survey, credit card debt stands out as a significant factor in the financial vortex of many Americans, with many respondents identifying it as the primary challenge that could offset their retirement savings. The solution is to not keep up with the Joneses. And higher education's financial weight. The report underscores the tangible financial strain of saving for college, suggesting it's a major diversion of funds that could otherwise be allocated to retirement. So a lot of you prioritize your kid's college above your own retirement. That's a big mistake. College is a massive transfer of wealth. What about supporting family? That's also a financial burden, causing many of you to go in this financial vortex. A notable portion of respondents in the survey highlighted the financial implications of aiding family members indicating their impact on the ability to save for retirement. So the solution is cut the cards, don't help your family, and don't pay for college. But they're tough. Don't keep up with the Joneses. Now, you may want to support your family. I'm not going to tell you not to do that. But here's how I view myself. If you are not, if your financial house is not in order, are you really going to be able to help your kids, grandkids, parents? You have to have a very solid financial footing to go be helping other people. Then what about the impact of life's unpredictables, disability, job loss? The survey provides concrete data on respondents who had to make drastic decisions, such as cashing out of retirement savings or stopping contributions due to unforeseen financial hardships or caregiving responsibilities. 
and the economic immunity of challenges. The challenges pinpointed in this report are emphasized as being largely resistant to economic improvements, suggesting a persistent threat to retirement savings, irrespective of the broader economic trends. So here's the thing. If the economy is doing well and you get disabled or you lose your job, you're still screwed. I don't care if the stock market's up. If you lose your job, you lose your income, you get disabled, your kid gets disabled, kid has a special needs you know, issue, kid develops a drug addiction, you need to spend money to send them to rehab. Are you going to pick your retirement or your kid? You're going to probably pick your kid. So you have to plan for those inevitabilities. Or, or you know, you got to plan. Worst things sometimes happen. Employer's role also highlighted. The survey specifically points to, to the potential role of employers in addressing financial challenges faced by their workforce, indicating a need for more institutional support. I got news for you. Your boss doesn't care if you're in debt up to your eyeballs. That's you. That's your responsibility. Now, here's where we help employers help their, help their uh, employees. One, providing free educational and retirement planning support for any companies that hire us to do the 401ks. Two, allowing the use of loans to maybe pay off credit card debt. Having access to loans in your 401k. Not that that's really an ideal thing. Offering free credit counseling, free financial advice for companies that hire us to manage their 401ks. If you are in that spot, you're an HR rep, and you like financial education, what they call uh, financial fitness and wellness checkups, call us at 888-988-JOSH. I'd love to help you help your employees. But generally speaking, you know, your boss wants you to care, but they're not going to pay your bills for you. You got to pay your bills. Guidance for financial advisors. Rooted in the report's findings, there is a clear directive for financial advisors to emphasize the importance of consistent retirement savings, particularly up to the company match. The landscape of retirement savings is undergoing a seismic shift. While U.S. workers are commendably proactive in fortifying their retirement nest eggs, save 15% of your pay, a series of formidable financial challenges could be yours. It's a collective call to action for workers employers, and financial advisors to collaboratively navigate this intricate maze and ensure a secure retirement for all. And folks, if you like what you're hearing, go over to retirenow.info. Get four free gifts when you schedule your free review by calling us at 888-988-JOSH. It's never too late to get a second opinion on your wealth. 888-988-JOSH. 888-988-JOSH. Head over to retirenow.info and call me 888-988-JOSH. The preceding program was sponsored by the Jelensky Advisory Group. Any awards, rankings, or recognition by unaffiliated third parties or publications, including Five Star Wealth Manager, Advisory of the Year finalist by Senior Market Advisor, and Top of the Million Dollar Roundtable, are in no way indicative of the advisor's future performance or any individual client's investment success. No award, ranking, or recognition should be construed as a current or past endorsement of Josh Jelinski or Wealth Quarterback, LLC. Information regarding specific awards 
awards, rankings, or recognitions is available on the Wealth Quarterback website at jelinski.org. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Investment strategies such as asset allocation, diversification, or rebalancing do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. There are no guarantees that a portfolio employing these or any other strategy will outperform a portfolio that does not engage in such strategies. This broadcast should not be construed by any client or prospective client as a solicitation to affect or attempt to affect transactions and securities or the rendering of personalized investment advice. Due to various factors, including changing market conditions, the information discussed in this broadcast may no longer be reflective of current positions or recommendations. While information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, Josh Jelinski and Wealth Quarterback do not guarantee its accuracy, and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. The tax and estate planning information discussed is general in nature, is provided for informational purposes only, and should not be construed as legal or tax advice. Listeners should consult an attorney or tax professional regarding their specific legal or tax situation. Investment advisory services offered through Wealth Quarterback, LLC.